Hey, it's January 20th, and here in the Northeast, we've survived the brunt of snowstorm Harper, which, by the way, wasn't much snow at all where I live, and much more ice and rain, which I can't say I'm surprised because pretty much all year I've been telling you it just doesn't stop raining here, and why would today and yesterday be any different? So... I have a quote of the day from George Burns. Today was his birthday. George Burns was born January 20th, 1896, and he died March 9th, 1996. A hundred years old. Awesome. Anyway, here's his quote. Too bad that all the people who know how to run the country are busy driving taxi cabs and cutting hair. And that's your quote of the day. horoscopes for January 20th from Sally Brompton. Aquarius, the sun moves into your sign today and a new solar year begins and all cosmic indications suggest it is going to be a good one. Think big, act big, and believe that the words you speak and the actions you take will make a lasting difference. Pisces, You are now entering what promises to be the most inward-looking time of the year, the time when you retreat from the world to whatever extent is possible and get to grips with your deepest thoughts and feelings. Nothing is off-limits. Confront your demons. Aries, why have you been making life so hard for yourself? Most of the problems you face have simple solutions, but for some reason, you've been unable to see them. As from this week, though, everything will be clear again. There can be no more illusions. Taurus. The sun moves into the area of your chart that relates to your social standing and your professional status, which means that over the next few weeks, you can and you must take advantage of opportunities to better yourself, of which there will be plenty. Gemini, something you once took really seriously, now just looks silly and you will wonder why you inflated its importance so much. Whatever the reason, you are finally over it. So move on and don't waste time looking back. It's all good experience. Cancer, as from today, the emphasis will shift from partnerships of a personal nature to partnerships of a financial and professional nature. Tread carefully when dealing with other people's money cancer. You cannot afford to betray their trust, not even accidentally. Leo, the sun's entry into your opposite sign of Aquarius marks the halfway point of your solar year, and what you learn over the past six months can now be used to make the next six months a time of great success. You did learn something, didn't you, Leo? Virgo, Cosmic activity in the work and well-being area of your chart challenges you to find new ways to organize your everyday affairs. Ways that don't drain you physically, mentally, and emotionally. Yes, yes Virgo, it is possible to do less and get much better results.
Libra, the time has come to make a name for yourself. Now that the sun is moving into the most dynamic area of your chart, there's no reason at all why you should stay in the shadows anymore. Stake your place at the front of the stage. Scorpio, a sudden attraction may take you by surprise, but according to the planets, you've been sending out signals that you need to get close to someone, and now the universe is answering your call. Be ready for anything and anyone. Sagittarius, cosmic activity in the most open and outgoing area of your chart will bring opportunities to get out into the world and have fun. No matter how tough the past weeks have been, you will make up for it now. It's party time. Capricorn, the sun leaves your birth sign today, but that does not mean that either your outlook or your ambitions must change. On the contrary, if you carry on as before, you'll find that your struggles are fewer and that life actually, it becomes a little easier. If you're born today, January 20th, never doubt that you are under divine protection. Never doubt that the path you are on is the right one for you. Your task this coming year is to have faith in yourself, in other people, and in the invisible powers that guide your life, for it will all turn out right. People... Aquarians born on this day are known to be responsible and reliable and they value security but they don't always offer it. You have an unusual sense of humor, your own distinct style and a real flair for handling money as well as for money making ideas. In your lifetime one of your biggest lessons is to develop faith in yourself and to trust in your intuition, which is strong and rarely steers you in the wrong direction. While it can take some time for your heart to be captured by another, once it is, you give a lot to the people you trust and love, and sometimes a little too much until you learn to ask that others meet you halfway. Famous people born today include George Burns, Bill Maher, Ski Ulrich, David Lynch, Evan Peters. Happy birthday, Aquarius. Today in Rock, 1958, The management of St. Louis radio station KWK had all rock and roll music removed from its playlist. The disc jockeys gave every rock and roll record in the station library a farewell spin before smashing it to pieces. The station manager, Robert T. Convey, felt that rock and roll had dominated the airwaves long enough and called the action a simple weeding out of undesirable music. Also that year, Get a Job by the Silhouettes was released. The song will climb to number one in the U.S. and is considered to be a rock and roll classic, although the Philadelphia Quartet who sang it never had another top ten hit. 
That same year, Rick Nelson started a two-week run at number one on the Billboard album chart with Ricky, which featured his number three hit single, Bebop Baby. And that year, Capitol Records released the original cast recording of The Music Man, which occupied the number one spot on the Billboard album chart for 12 weeks and remained in the top 200 for a total of 245 weeks. In 1965, Alan Freed who many credited with first associating the term rock and roll to music, died at the age of 43. Freed was a Cleveland disc jockey who started promoting dances that featured the top artists of the day, including Chuck Berry, Fats Domino, and Jerry Lee Lewis. After moving to New York and appearing in some teen movies, he was caught up in the Paola scandal of 1959, for accepting money for playing certain records on his radio show. Before his death, he was virtually broke and fighting charges of tax evasion. It was a sad end for one of rock and roll's most important pioneers. And that year, the Rolling Stones and the Kinks made their first appearance on ABC TV's Shindig. Also appearing were the Dave Clark Five, Petula Clark, Bobby V, Bobby Sherman, and Jerry and the Pacemakers. In 1968, John Fred's Judy in Disguise with Glasses, a song title inspired by the Beatles' Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, knocked the Fab Four's Hello Goodbye out of the Billboard's top spot. It reached number three in the UK. In 1970, Diana Ross surprised many when she married public relations executive Robert Silverstein. They would divorce in 1976. In 1973, Jerry Lee Lewis was booked to play the Grand Old Opry on the condition that he would stick to a country and western tunes only. Uh, But anyway, of course he did what he wanted. Jerry did that for a while, but eventually broke into his old rock hits from the 50s while swearing up a storm He proclaimed, I am the rock and rollin' country and western rhythm and blues singing mother effer. Well, he was a wild personality. 1974, Stevie Wonder returned to performing in London five months after a car crash put him in a coma. In 1982, Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off of what he thought was a plastic bat thrown at him during a concert in Des Moines. Bat turned out to be real, and Ozzy later went through a series of injections against rabies. Ick. In 1988, the Beach Boys, Barry Gordy Jr., the Beatles, the Drifters, Bob Dylan, Woody Guthrie, Les Paul, Lead Belly, and the Supremes are inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame during ceremonies at New York's Waldorf Astoria. During the Beach Boys acceptance speech, vocalist Mike Love insulted just about everybody in the music business, including, believe it or not, Paul McCartney, Diana Ross, Bruce Springsteen, and Mick Jagger. In later years, Love would explain sheepishly that I hadn't meditated that morning. That's a lot of people to piss off. 1999. Bill 
Albau, drummer for the Lemon Pipers on their 1967 U.S. number one single, Green Tambourine, died at the young age of 53. 2012, Etta James, most often remembered for her signature song, At Last, which reached number two on the Billboard R&B chart and number 47 on the Hot 100, died from complications of leukemia at the age of 73. She also placed, I'm sorry, nine other songs in the American Top 40. She has won three Grammy Awards and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1993. In 2015, Motley Crue announced that they would perform for the last time on New Year's Eve in Los Angeles. The band went so far as signing a cessation of touring contract during a press conference to promise that they would play no more gigs after 2015. Who knows? 2016, the four members of ABBA, Benny Anderson, Annie Frid Lingstad, Agnetha Falskog, and Bjorn Olveus were together again for the opening of Bjorn's new Mamma Mia restaurant in Stockholm, Sweden. By the way, I'm guessing on the pronunciation of those names. I'm sure you could tell. But let's just say the four members of ABBA, well, they got together and it was the first time all four were photographed together since the premiere of the movie Mamma Mia in London in 2008. In 2017... Ronald Bingo Mundy, vocalist for the doo-wop group The Marcells on their 1961 number one hit Blue Moon, died of pneumonia at the age of 76. And in 2018, Jim Rodford, bassist and founding member of the band Argent, died at his home in St. Albans, England at the age of 76. During his career, he was also a member of the Kinks for 18 years, starting in 1979, and a further 18 years with the Zombies, beginning in the late 90s. And guess what? This was your day in rock. about the boy who got hit in the head hard with a can of 7-Up? Well, apparently he's doing okay because it was a soft drink. So, tonight, there's going to be an exciting event, and it is the Lunar Eclipse and a supermoon. So, you really don't need to call it, as the New York Times article says, a super blood wolf moon. However, I will tell you now, every January, there's a wolf moon. Everyone, because that's how the Native Americans would name their moons. Like, May is a flower moon, this one's a wolf moon, you know, we have them, you've lived through them a million times. Okay, so this guy says, you might have heard that this eclipse is also being called a super blood wolf moon, 
but as astronomers know, no number of edgy modifiers can make this display of cosmic clockwork any cooler. Unlike a total solar eclipse, when the moon moseys between the sun and the earth, it's our planet that slides between the sun and the moon during a total lunar eclipse. As the earth blocks the sun, only slivers of light make it through the planet's atmosphere into the moon. So, if you were standing on the surface of the moon when this event was happening, and you were staring back at the earth, what you would see is this beautiful reddish orangish tinted ring, said Jackie Faherty, an astrophysicist at the American Museum of Natural History. Anyway, it's not that big a deal. We have eclipses all the time, solar and lunar. We have the solar first and then the lunar. This is the way it always goes. It doesn't mean that tomorrow you're getting bounced out of your house or you lose your job. Sometimes things happen around eclipses, but guess what? Sometimes things just happen and there's no eclipse. Just because an eclipse is occurring doesn't mean you need to start worrying and freaking out. But you know, it makes good press. So people start freaking everyone out. Worry about this. Worry about this now. Um, as a matter of fact, I have an astrologer from the UK, Oscar Keener. And he writes, Despite all you may have read, and despite how the world may appear at present, the supermoon eclipse portends no doom and no gloom. On the contrary, it brings a chance to renegotiate priorities and to envisage a better, more fulfilling future. And let's hope that everyone does that in the following days, because we certainly have to straighten out a couple of things here in the United States, and hopefully this will foster a collaborative spirit among our fellow men. Remember, remember that um, you can withdraw. That's the other thing. Uh, there's a lot of aggressive energy out there right now. A lot of people screaming things that if I scream it with such energy and passion, that will make it right. That doesn't always make it right. Facts are not always behind the screaming and the passion. And you have to kind of withdraw because what the media is kind of doing right now, and what they're very good at, is creating kind of like a frenzy and division and this makes news. And then you have people on one side of the bar going, rah, 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 and then you have the people on the other, rah, rah, rah. and I guess that's actually a natural instinct for man. I think man has been getting into groups and fighting, uh, I don't know, 40,000 years maybe? Civilization is that old. The thing about civilization that we should remember, by the way, is that civilizations have suddenly disappeared and people are scratching their heads going gee they were relatively healthy why did they disappear all kinds of weird things happen but war and disease and natural disaster are things that bring people down and the last thing 
that we need to be responsible for is a war. So whether it's a war of words or a physical war or a technological war, we really need to get a little bit more collaborative. And when we do that, we're going to get a lot more done. We're going to feed a lot more people. We're going to cure a lot more diseases. We're going to help people who are sick. We're going to help people who are poor. And don't believe that we have to live with a certain amount of people who have to be sick, who have to be poor, who can't be helped. But that's the way it is. There's rich and there's poor. Who wrote that law? We could be a little bit more collaborative. However, another thing to think about is wealth is not always equating to money. You can be healthy, happy, get your bills paid, and have what you need, and not need all the material possessions that an overabundance of wealth will bring. So wealth is something that is relative to what the person wants and needs. Anyway, going on too long, I just hope that for this new year, the next time you feel like arguing with somebody on the internet that you don't know about a political issue, retreat. Sign off. Go read a book. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye.